young nostalgia. Damn it! Hit that stop button. Don't, don't, don't. No, no, no. Oh, well, auto-played already went. <laughs> Let's take a look. Welcome back to Young Nostalgia. I'm Nolan. As always, Ben is beside me, and I accidentally screwed up the soundboard, but that's okay. We are podcasting to you today from the shower where we can sing as loud as we want, and nobody will give a crap. Separate ben, how are you doing today, Bigger? Separate well, showers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Separate <laughs> showers. Thanks for clarifying that. Honestly, I didn't even think about that. Thought about that phrase in the car, thought it would be funnier, but it didn't work out very well. Ben, how you doing today, big guy? Oh, not doing too bad. Uh, you know, better late than never on the whole podcasting thing. I know, but oh my God, dude, this is great. I tweeted about this today, but uh, yesterday I um, posted on our Facebook and uh, Twitter accounts for Young Nostalgia and said that, hey, we're going to release an episode this week. It's just going to be like a day late, so we'll be obviously releasing it tonight. And I got more love on that post than I usually do on posts with new episodes. So I was like, but I took it as a good thing. I took it as a good thing because that means people are listening and that they miss it. And they're like, whoa, this is weird. Routine is off. I'm glad that they're still okay. Yeah. You know? So we're not dead. So that's a good thing. That's what I was, uh, I guess that kind of goes into what we were talking about. I think it was last show. With like the hate mail? Yeah, where it's like, it's almost better to to receive bad comments and hate mail than it, well, maybe not bad comments, but hate mail than it is to (laughs) receive like a few good things because it means people like, take everything to heart and that kind of goes uh in the other direction to where it's like it's it's good to know people are just as bummed when we're late on a show than they are happy just to listen if that makes sense it kind of rambled no i'm with you i think i followed you down that weird (laughs) winding road but no i got there i got there (laughs) you did and you always do which is which is uh why we keep you around you're great (laughs) You kind of did the same thing there too. Like, I got you. I got you. It took a while, but I got you. No, man, I'm with you. But thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We're just trying to get back into a groove of uh, pumping these babies out. But, you know, we are still doing one a week. Don't worry. Next week, we're going to be back on track. Uh, Ben just had something come up with work, but now we're good to go. So, episode 79 coming to you. We thought since it's a little bit later of a show, we're going to be a little bit more free flowing, conversational kind of format. And we're going to be talking about streaming. Both Ben and I stream almost that like that's the only thing that we get our entertainment from, 100%. you know, other than video games and stuff. Excuse right. Like cable boxes in the trash, you know, all that stuff, antennas in the trash. Like what are we from the eighties? Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about streaming services uh, specifically today, uh, talking about what we grew up with, obviously more cable, but why did we switch and why can we never go back anyway? And almost to like, what is the point of streaming now when there's so many different platforms, but we pay just as much as a regular cable bill just to keep them going. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. We'll talk about uh, some facts out there of when uh, popular streaming services actually kicked off. Um, And obviously, they are so big nowadays that it's what everyone talks about. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, Should we just get into it? Anything else from you, big guy? Let's do it. All right, man. I love it. Here we go. The best thing is that our transition music is not as hype as we are usually when we get back into a topic. So <laughs> kind of mellows us back down a little bit. It, it does. It does. 
All right, some quick background on uh, some streaming services. So check this out. Netflix, as a company, began streaming in 2010, but the company itself began in April of 1998, and that's when they were, uh, you know, distributing DVDs um, and movie formats to houses. Like you would go online and you would subscribe, and then you'd pick a movie that you'd want delivered to your door or multiple movies, and they would get delivered. You'd watch it within a couple of days, and you send it back, and then they'll send you your next one on the list. And I remember those days, man. Like personally, we never had it, but whenever we went over to a friend's house, we always scheduled our hanging out time by what movies they had from Netflix at the household. You <laughs> know what funny. I mean? Like, hey, we're not going over to Ben's house because he doesn't have, you know, The Conjuring or something like mm-hmm. that. So we'll wait until <laughs> next week when you get it and then we'll come over and hang out. <laughs> that That's funny. I, I don't have, I have zero experience in the Netflix days of DVD exclusively. Um, but I do remember that really, really awkward uh, transition phase that they had uh, right as they started streaming. And I remember it still, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't me or my family that had it. It was uh, a friend's family that had it. And so hanging out over there, it was always like kind of the spur of the moment thing where, cause we had the, the streaming had just come out and, you know, so we're going down through Netflix and, you know, their, their app or whatever you want to call it at the time. It was basically browser based through, whatever TV or Xbox you're looking at it through. It was extremely (laughs) early. Um, But it was, I mean, you had to search and search and search and search and search just to find something you could stream. No way. Yeah, because they had their whole catalog on there, but they didn't, maybe we were just dumb and didn't know how to work it, but we we had to like sort through everything. Uh, Well, I guess there was no good way of sorting through everything between whether it was, stream ready or if it was hey you just got to order this dvd and they'll send it to you oh so so part of the library was streaming but part of it wasn't right it was all in one place the thing was you had to go down through and be like oh uh hey you know that that looks good let's watch that we click on it oh we got to order the dvd it'll be here like in two (laughs) days Hmm. okay so let's keep scrolling and then we'll go down okay well we both agree on this now well let's see if we can stream that nope we got to order the dvd okay keep going so you spend end up have like two hours into the whole thing before you can actually find something decent to watch (laughs) that's amazing but we still do that even with streaming like i can never agree on something that michelle wants to watch that is true i mean i you know we just might have opened <laughs> up another. We, we just might have opened up another uh, rabbit hole because I do it like I do it myself, like it's just me. If I'm in my truck or uh, sitting headphones on at work or something like that, you know, it's it, it doesn't matter how convenient the streaming services get, even down to just as something as trivial as music, a song that lasts three minutes. You know, as the easier right. it is to find what you want to listen to, it just seems like that's that much pickier you get. Oh, absolutely. I do that all the time where it's like, you know, I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm going to put on my favorite playlist and hit shuffle, right? Mm -hmm. But then you always skip five songs until you get a song that you actually want to listen to. And it's just like that with Netflix or whatever you stream. We're like way off topic kind of, but... You know, it, it's all, and I feel like, you know, okay, is it weird to go broad and say that's just the kind of society we're in now where everything is so easily accessible, nothing ever sounds good? No. Like, we can go watch all of the Star Wars movies, but nothing sounds good because they're there. Right. But instead, back in the day, it would be like, oh, my God, I haven't seen Star Wars in forever. 
I can't wait to watch it, get it on Netflix for two bucks, shipped in two days, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to watch this, and then you finish it within the next two days of getting it, Mm -hmm. because you're so excited, and you're like, well, I don't own this, but I can still watch it. But now it's like easy, and you can just log on anytime you want, and watch whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get it, and we are definitely not the only people that feel that way. I mean, it's just, I mean, I guess let's kind of compare it to... Uh, either watching TV or listening to the radio. I mean, you turn onto a certain set of channels that you are available to. You can choose between those channels, but that is it, and you are stuck right. with what you have. And and I I don't know about you, but I remember like you you end up settling on something, and you're good with it because you know you, you don't think anything else. Like this is the best of the situation that I'm in. Um, there's <laughs> nothing that there's nothing on TV right now that I really want to watch, but this is the better. This is like the best option of all the crappy options. Right. Well, now it's like the it. You just subconsciously can't let yourself do that. You know. <laughs> right. Because it's like because you know those other options. There's always going to be a better option, and even if there's something out of all of the stuff that comes to my mind of what I want to watch or listen to right now, there. Okay. Well, say I don't want to listen to any of that stuff. Well, I can. I'll go find something new. Right. You know. Right. Something yeah. something old that I've never heard of or listened to or something brand new that few people listen to already. Something some like an emerging uh show or artist or or whatever, you know, it's it has right. totally changed the game on how we take in entertainment. Absolutely. That's awesome. And we and end then, up oh, well, and like kind of bringing it back around full circle, I guess, and that's, you know, we end up spending half an hour just to get 5 minutes of entertainment. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, so another huge streaming mogul is Hulu. And that uh, started its streaming services back in October of 2007. So one of the mo- more older ones. I mean, there's always been like, you know, HBO and Showtime. But that stuff was still like more cable related back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always remember going to hotels and it was the coolest thing because you could watch APO, HBO and they show boobies. So usually you couldn't get that at home. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like that's that's good stuff. Yeah. I'm a little kid. Uh, Disney Plus, uh, a, a, me, new one, <laughs> a new recent one. A new a new recent one. Disney Plus started in November 2019 and something to go along with this where, you know, Disney Plus launched, Apple TV Plus launched this month, but it's like Anymore, when a new streaming service comes out, they're almost trying to one-up everyone else. Yes. Because everything is just like a license competition, right? So instead of Disney being like, yeah, you can have the license to all the Marvel, all the, all the Marvel movies to Netflix, which they had for mm-hmm. a long time. Disney's like, we're losing more money giving you the license than we are just having our own service. And then they go, boom. Here we go. Now you get all the Marvel movies. You get all the Star Wars movies. But that's another thing to cloud up your app space and your wallet. And it's crazy because if you want that, you're going to have to get Disney+. Plus. Well, I think, and this is this is total conjecture here. This is not any sort <laughs> of, uh, there's no numbers backing this by any means. Um, as an outsider looking in, I don't have Disney+. Plus. I have Netflix and Hulu and that is it. I guess I have right. Amazon Prime too, but I, I don't really ever watch that. I don't use that as an entertainment source. I guess that's more for, you know, shopping and that sort of thing. Right. Um. 
but I don't have the Disney Plus. I don't have the Amazon, or I don't watch the Amazon Prime, and I don't have, uh, I don't use the Apple TV uh, subscription or anything like that. And so what I see looking in is everyone is branching out and trying to do their own thing, um, whether that's coming up with their own originals or uh, keeping trying to lock down a certain license so that they can only show a certain series and nobody else can. And right. what's happening is it's it's all of these different licenses, like I said, whether it's original or just a specific license, are spread out all over all these services, which means that for every service that's added, pretty much all the available licenses are getting distributed amongst that service. Uh-huh. So looking at it logically... As more services become more popular, the amount of content on each service goes down. But I'm also not seeing I'm the price is not going down, is not following linearly. Right. Does that make sense? It's like, yeah, so, lower content but higher prices still. Yeah. So say if if, if that's all I'm ever going to do is stick with Netflix and Hulu, I'm going to be paying the same amount of money for continually less content. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because things are becoming so crowded where people say, you know, I don't want to pay cable for 80 shows, like, you know, 80 channels, mm-hmm. but I only watch four of them. Right. But isn't that what we're doing now with such a crowded market mm-hmm. of streaming services? Look at the amount of stuff that can be watched on just Netflix alone. Right. Well, And over 85% of it, you're not even going to touch. And it's kind of, it's just crazy. Like it, things will just come and go and you won't even know about it. Exactly. And and I and I guess I should clarify just a little bit. I mean, it's the Netflix and Hulu originals that kind of cloud things up a little bit to where it's, you know, you're not necessarily paying the same amount of money for less things over time. It's you're paying the same amount of money for a continually shrinking percentage of the overall content. Right. Right. That makes more and, and, sense to yeah. say it that way. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. And I think you're absolutely right. And so I... And, and it's just... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, 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 I was just going to say, I, I kind of see it coming to a head soon. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I, I definitely... I mean, it, there has to be an end point to it, you know? Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And we're not, like, bashing streaming services by any means. It's more of just kind of, like, looking at it for what it is. Right. Like, I just don't see it following... I don't see it following the pace that it's already established like it's got to equalize somewhere right i think someone is going to come out ahead and kind of consume another streaming service yeah there there are people gonna there almost has to be mergers right yep guaranteed and it's just gonna be crazy when that happens Mm -hmm. um and you know and, and obviously like in the grand scheme of things when you look at it you have a lot more choice when it comes to streaming services but with cable you're locked down and obviously they have different packages within there but you're still paying a whole bunch for stuff that you might not even like want right exactly here it's like you can choose between i want hulu and disney plus and that's it and then you don't have to pay anything else Mm -hmm. and you're not like cornered into anything and you could be just fine with that so the only other thing you would need is internet but you know in in today's society you already have the internet subscription anyway right absolutely So. so and then amazon prime started in february of 2011 so obviously like their main 
format is you know shopping and and distribution and stuff like that but they did hop on the bandwagon of streaming back in 2011 Hmm. and now have become um just as much as a powerhouse as all the others and honestly michelle and i use amazon prime quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh we like a lot of their uh prime original shows and they picked up a show that i was a big fan of that was actually on sci-fi so i couldn't watch it Mm -hmm. but amazon picked it up and they actually like like produced professionally filmed produced and carried on that story so it's kind of cool to see that how also these streaming services are actually now taking over stories that were on tv and they're turning them into their own original productions so it's kind of interesting to see that if something is popular on tv but doesn't get that as much demand because people aren't watching tv as much streaming services can actually pick that up yeah yeah i mean it it just there's there's so many i mean there's so many more possibilities now. I mean, you don't, you're so less limited to, you know, the direction that a certain, uh, network wants to go, um, you know, without being canceled. I mean, obviously you still have to be successful with what you're doing or else, you know, there's no money to be made, but, <laughs> right. um, you know, you're, you're in addition to that, you're also looking at a much broader audience too. Um, of people to potentially be able to market it to. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of surprised at how early Amazon prime started, uh, getting into the streaming market. I, d- I never realized it was, it was that early. Um, I've yeah. always known it as for just the, Hey, Amazon prime free two day shipping, you know? Right. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we use we use Amazon Prime every once in a while. We very rarely just straight up stream anything on it, but we use it a lot for like renting movies. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's really, that makes it nice. Yeah, it's really convenient. What is it on Amazon Prime? It's like two bucks to rent a movie. I mean, obviously you're Usually. you're already paying for the Prime subscription, so it's not really just two bucks. But you know, right? It's, you get everything else that's free on the subscription but in addition to that if there's anything that they don't have as on their streaming platform the price gets knocked down to like two bucks for 24 hours or something like that right which is beautiful yeah which is great yeah i mean it's Um, it's a no-brainer i mean it's it's an almost free movie night right yeah (laughs) i love i love it Mm -hmm. um i i just googled something real quick where how early amazon prime started streaming i think it didn't really pick up until it released like its own streaming platform, like Fire Stick. Oh yeah, and that was released three years later. Okay, and so I think when when they started doing that and pushing that is when they got bigger because they're like, here you go, no cable boxes, no nothing. This is something that connects directly to the Wi-Fi. Plug it straight into your TV, and you have thousands of options. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think you're right. Bigger. I think I kind of I'm kind of starting to remember it a little bit now. What they're what we were originally talking about was streaming starting in 2011. I think it was kind of a pseudo streaming to where it wasn't really a service like Netflix or Hulu is, but it was you could buy or rent the movie online and watch it right then. Right. And rather than just scrolling through a list of stuff that's already paid for and, you know, you can download and watch it. Right. Awesome. All right, so let's get into some questions to kind of understand how you and I actually stream um, and why we enjoy it. So we kind of went into the whole like why cable is not necessarily like the way to go anymore, especially for you know our generation. I mean, I even helped my parents move completely over to streaming 
100% throughout their whole house. So they got rid of um, the actual cable box. Um, so what apps do you use currently to pretty much stream all of your entertainment? Uh, I would say predominantly Netflix and Hulu. Um, myself, I watch a lot of Motor Trend also has a streaming. Motor Trend On Demand is a uh, automotive based streaming service that i do also have and um i i it's just me that watches that but that's kind of my my top three there mixing in amazon prime just a little bit here and there um but what about you i I would imagine you're extremely heavy on amazon prime uh yeah we're we're big on amazon prime mm -hmm. uh michelle a little bit more into hulu than i am just because i haven't really explored it Mm -hmm. honestly i think hulu's interface kind of confuses me a little bit it's hard to get around yep so i've never really like wanted to take the time to like talk about taking half hour to figure out what to stream it would take me two hours to figure out how to figure out what i want to stream (laughs) in hulu so i usually steal clear of that but we do have it because uh, michelle being a student she gets it with like the spotify stuff Mm -hmm. um and then Amazon Prime quite quite a bit because I have a lot of Amazon Prime original shows that I enjoy, um, like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, The Man in the High Castle, absolutely amazing, beautiful show. And then the show I talked to you that they picked up from cable um, is called The Expanse, kind of like a sci-fi dystopia uh, based on books. And so that's what I usually like Amazon Prime for. And then there's Netflix as well mm-hmm. that I try to keep up on um, for a show, a Netflix original called Altered Carbon. Uh, which is another sci-fi, really cool uh, show, and then also The Office, and you know Brian Regan has some stand-up <laughs> things on there as well. So I like I like keeping up. Like Netflix does really well with the quick, like thirty-minute comedy shows, like you yes. know, like Frasier and things like that. They they do really well with with all that, um, and that's what I like them about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for like full-on series, I usually lean towards Amazon Prime. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of how where I'm at too. I just substitute. Hulu for Amazon Prime because I use Hulu for what you're using Prime for is to keep up to date on series because we watch uh, okay uh, we watch uh, The Good Place pretty regularly on Hulu um, and it's it, it, for those who don't know Hulu is a little bit better on uh, updating real time with shows so right it's like a week after it airs on TV ex- or something like exactly. that. exactly and so you don't have to wait for the entire series to be done before. You can watch it like like generally that's how Netflix does it, but Hulu it's kind of a little more up to date. And we also uh, really into uh, Letterkenny actually on on Hulu, and that that re- I've heard good things. <laughs> it, it's fantastic. <laughs> ten out of ten would recommend. Uh, this is not a paid endorsement, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> all, all all opinions are our own. Right. And that that is actually a Hulu original too. I think we've watched other Hulu originals too that. Uh, they're kind of escaping my mind right now, but uh, I, Hulu, uh, their originals, I'm I'm kind of digging. I like I I've been liking some of the Hulu original stuff we watched. That's awesome. That's good. Mm. I like it. Um, and we've actually picked up Apple TV Plus because we have the student account with Apple Music, yep. and for a short time, I don't know. They said short time, but who knows how long that actually is? If it's just going to be indefinite, but uh, you kind of get like a limited plan with Apple TV Plus, and so we've been watching that. Um, and most of their content, like their big uh, star shows, are Apple TV like original things. So they launched with multiple Apple TV like original series rather than just launching to give you content. 
So they actually produce their own series, mm-hmm. um, and I'm watching currently For All Mankind, and that's really cool. It's kind of like uh, the shows that we talked about where if history was different, it's one of those shows, right. and they kind of talk about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they do some good work. So I guess that's uh, that's what we're both watching. So actually, we really wanted this show to kind of be uh, obviously free conversational format, and we wanted to involve our listeners too. So after this show, please give us an email at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. Let us know what services you use and what TV shows you're currently uh, binging or enjoying. Just let us know. We will love to talk with you guys back and forth as well as bring it up next show. And we would just want to know what our listeners enjoy out there um, and actually recommend any shows to us if you'd like us to watch um, and let you know what we think. Or if you watch any shows that we uh, recommend, let us know. Cool. All right, let's move on. Okay, so pros of streaming. Uh, What do you think the pros of streaming for you are in terms of, uh, I don't know, usefulness or... uh, well, I think you know. I think the pros of streaming are a little bit more obvious than the cons, which we'll get to in uh, in a minute. Um, you know, obviously there's uh, no or very limited commercial interruptions, which mm-hmm. you know I am super spoiled on, not having to listen to stinking commercials. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> And just being able to watch on my own time, like, you know, yeah, we're right in the middle, we're really into this show, and it say it comes on, comes out on Tuesdays, well, I don't have to worry about getting home from work a half hour late, you know, I get, show starts at 6, I get home at 6.30, ah, I missed half of the show, or I missed all right. of the show, you know, it's it's always waiting there. Say, I mean, we, oh, there's a series that we really need to watch, heck, it could be Two weeks or two years later, it's going to be there. You know, I mean, right. Netflix might drop it, but who knows? Hulu might pick it up because, you know, they're all, they're constantly kind of switching up their licenses here and there. So, you you know, you can't really right. count on it being on any certain service for, you know, indefinitely. Right. But, right, uh, and you don't have to worry about like putting in a, a blank VCR and, and timing it out <laughs> so it starts taping the show that you want. You know, I even <laughs> before all of the streaming stuff, I've never done that. What? Really? Nope. Never done that. I'm I mean, pretty sure my parents had a VCR and everything, is, but I've never done that. <laughs> never done that. I don't think this is legal, but we uh <laughs> taped a full Super Bowl actually. So, we have we have that. So, don't let the NFL know. So, I'm pretty sure you can't do so that. So, you you recorded the the Super Bowl without the express written consent of the NFL <laughs> network? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm probably I'm probably just going to bleep out that whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we did like a, a full like series on like copyright and, and yeah. pirating? <laughs> right. Those are really good episodes. Th- those were really a lot fun of fun. Episodes, yeah. yeah. Alright, what about you? Um, you got any more pros that I didn't hit? Um honestly not not really. I, I mean well, I don't really take advantage of this, but obviously cable can do this too. But I feel like streaming was the one to really kick this off where you can stream, like start, start something, end something, but then start it up again on like any device, anywhere you want. You just download the app and you can listen to it. You can watch it, whatever. And I feel like, you know, streaming apps were the ones to really spearhead that Mm. operation, even though 
It's like it's like one of those like quality of life things. I never <laughs> use it because you know I'm usually like too busy at work or whatever. I'd hate to like start and stop it every 15 minutes, but I know it's there, mm-hmm. and that's yep. kind of cool. Yep. So you know, it, I guess an overall uh, an easy way to describe the pros of streaming is it's it's just convenient. Right. All the way around, it's super convenient. Right. And the thing is, is like anymore, streaming is just like cable with the kind of conveniencies, quote, end quote. Mm-hmm. But you just don't pay out the butt. <laughs> you literally pay whatever you want to for a certain service. And there you go. You're not playing. You're not paying a flat fee of one hundred dollars every month for it. You're well, paying 15 bucks or whatever. And then you still get all of the convenience of life. Well, you know what? And a little bit more. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because. Look at all the different streaming services there are. Say say that you have so you subscribe to so many services that it's equal to what you could be paying for a cable bill. Right. I would put money down that 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 all of your streaming services added together is a better value than your cable subscription. For like per content, like money per content yes, or movie or because whatever. Because yeah. it's convenient. Now, right. they all, you know, there's different interfaces. There's different uh, user, well, yeah, user interfaces, um, you know, to all the different apps. So, you know, we can argue, you know, differences between the different platforms. But they they basically all do the same thing. With just yeah. They're in a different wrapper. And so, <laughs> at, you know, you basically what you're doing is by... Paying for more subscriptions, you're broadening your spectrum of things to watch. Right. So, right. You know, that's like adding a different package onto your cable bill, except it's more convenient. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. And, it, and what's crazy even more, too, is that like popular things are even like being available on your streaming. Uh, platforms right like you mm-hmm. take prime like you know prime is is a streaming service but it's also like a host for all the apps and st- other streaming services you have mm-hmm. so you could also subscribe to like nfl network and get that on your amazon yeah device or whatever you know mm-hmm. same thing with like apple tv like it's everything is just becoming a subscription now where you pay for what you want and there you go um and it, yeah, yeah i don't know i don't want this to become a whole big rant thing <laughs> But I just thought it would be interesting for us to talk about, like, this is where we're at yeah, now. Exactly. So, and, and that's, you know, I, I'm kind of, once again, you know, twice in a row, I'm glad you brought that up because um, <laughs> that's, I got to thinking, and I think that's kind of where we might see everything going. You know, everything's splitting apart into their own streaming services. And I, I just wonder if maybe we'll see it all come back around full circle and it turns out to be rather than an individual streaming services has these licenses. And if you pay for this service, then that's all you get is this. I wonder if it's just going to come back around to an a la carte kind of thing. You know, right. Where it's just, it's just one big, like, you know, the $5 bins at Walmart. Yeah. Right. And here you have all of mm-hmm. these things, whether it be individual channels that have these series or individual series that you just pick up. Mm-hmm. And then they bundle it all together for your monthly subscription fee. Right. Where where you just buy ten five dollar movies at Walmart, it's like the same thing. Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It's to where you know if 
if, oh, there's this series that I really want. Instead of paying $8 a month for all this unnecessary crap that I don't want, if I say this service has just this one thing that I need, maybe it's a dollar a month for that one right. service, for that one series until it's done, and then I can choose a new series to watch, you know? Um, right. So I, I do kind of see that, uh, see it go in that direction. But I guess we're kind of getting off topic once again. What about some cons? What, well, you, no. what are cons <laughs> of your streaming? Well, cons, cons like, okay, so the price is great, right? You get so much content for the price, but then there's also so much content. <laughs> that, that yeah. it, like, we work, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. Both of us actually work probably more than at least 50 because mm-hmm. I have two jobs and you have a job that you just do a lot of stuff on. And it's like, you get into a rhythm and then you watch a series and that series like can take you up to months to a year to even finish because of all the time you do. And at that point, the whole the whole like streaming service has changed. And then you're like, okay, well, this series that I wanted to watch isn't on anymore. So now I just have to waste time to find a new one. So it's like there's so much. to It's hard to keep up on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's really convenient. But the times that it's convenient are not always convenient. And so you're just like... <laughs> thrown to the wolves in terms of what to do yeah um, and then you know sometimes you're just not feeling it so you just watch one-off things watch it till like a middle of the season and then you just never come back but <laughs> but that's also convenient so it's like there's also so much stuff but you're not paying as much for it so i don't feel bad about it right i guess so uh, i don't know the, the con it's a little tougher because i definitely i have cons but they're hard to explain Okay. Uh, and, and I guess they're not. <laughs> End of statement. It's <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, done. Moving on. Um, and I guess they're not, they're not cons in regard to like, if they don't change this, I'm going to cancel my subscription. You know, not anything like that at all. It's cons of switching to a streaming based market in general. So I guess, the, I guess one of the bigger ones that I have is, I, I don't know if I, it's just me or. Or if it's everybody, but I, the best way to describe it is when I was a little kid, uh, especially super into Legos like I was, uh, I you know, whatever I'm doing with my Legos, I got the TV on just going in the background, right? Uh-huh. Well, now, not having cable, it's harder to have the TV on just as kind of background. Okay. Because you have to... Uh, you have to go on to some sort of service. Well, now I got to choose which one. <laughs> yeah, you know? true. And then now true. I got to choose a show or a movie or whatever. And chances are, if I choose it, it's because I'm interested in it. And therefore I have like an obligation to watch it uh, instead of okay. focus on what I'm trying to really focus on. But I just, I just originally <laughs> wanted the background, you know, it, it's like, it's like working outside or in the garage. I don't have a garage where I live right now or else, you know, it'd be radio based and I'd turn the radio on. There'd be background noise, you know, just like someone who is working outside or anything. Well, you know, if I come inside and I'm trying to I'm fixing something, I'm sitting at the table fiddling with something. Well, I want something going on in the background. And if I don't want to, you know, if I'm in the living room or something, well, your natural instinct is to turn TV on just whatever right. station it's on. That's your background noise. And and now you don't have that. That is right. It sounds ridiculous, but that is my biggest gripe. <laughs> Where it's almost like you put too much time into getting there, 
that you just can't not pay attention to it. it exactly. Or it's, yeah, yeah. It's like you put the time and you're interested in it. And now you're kind of torn between trying to focus on that and not wanting to miss it and focus yeah. on what you're trying to do. And the fact that it's just, <laughs> this is a bad way of describing it, but it's less convenient because before you just, <laughs> you just, you hit the TV button and the TV comes on to whatever station it was on and you're good to go. But now you got to turn TV on. And if it's a smart TV, it might already be on something. Or if it's like, I got to turn TV on and the Xbox has to boot up and, and you know, select what streaming service. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's a total first world problem like i get it yeah. like i know i'm ridiculous yeah. but <laughs> that's so funny that that's amazing okay and on that note we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> it, it's so convenient but it's not convenient right <laughs> no 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 it is funny because like you know that that is something to take into consideration is how many steps do you have to get to the point that you're watching something you want to watch you know mm-hmm. it's it's crazy so what a world, man. What a world. So we talked a little bit about where it will be in the future. We kind of gave our two cents uh, on that. So why don't you round us up with some statistics of streaming uh, that were recently released? All right. So these statistics are actually of uh, as of December of 2018, um, but they're close enough to the, the most current statistics to where... It, you know, there's really not much of a difference, not worth really, you know, digging too far into. Um, right. So this is from uh, MediaKicks.com. So paid cable subscriptions have declined on average since 2010, 3.4% year to year, which percentage are always or percentages are always kind of goofy because they don't seem like a lot. But when you think of 3.4% of all people, and this is out of uh, the United States, okay. 3.4% of all uh, cable subscriptions dropped. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, you're you're easily into the millions. Oh, of course, because what is that, 3 billion people or something like that in mm-hmm. the U.S.? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just 3.4% of all of those cable subscriptions are canceled every year. Um, Gosh, that's crazy. Which is a huge number. So I guess kind of moving forward to that, I guess this is a little bit easier number to understand. One out of three Americans do not have cable. Um, and you're listening to two of them right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there, with a number like this, there's there's other factors. There's you know there might be some people out there that, uh, well, I'm sure there are people out there who don't have cable and they don't stream for one reason or another. Uh, but that's still a pretty high number of Americans. Um, bundled internet packages account for 66% of cable subscriptions. Uh, this is one that I was interested in because I just wonder how many people would... I wonder how many people have cable but they don't ever use it anymore because they stream, but the only reason they still have it is because it comes bundled in their package and it's like, well, might as well have it. Right, because they the same think they're paying less, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then you know, but that's only for like, you know, six months or like twelve months, and then it'll like jack back up because it's like a, a special. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get two years guaranteed at this price, and then I know I think two years is a, is a pretty common one. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
55% of Americans subscribe to a streaming service, streaming video service, like such as Netflix, uh, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Um, so that's that's over half of Americans have a streaming service. Crazy. Um, I guess, yeah, this is kind of what we were talking about before. A hundred. There's over 130 different video streaming services on the United States market market to date that's crazy and like i feel like they're counting more than just like you know netflix and hulu and stuff i feel like they are counting uh like the uh, network apps too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like nfl network you know that's a streaming app like i Mm -hmm. think that kind of thing is also counted in this yeah and there's also like there's also free services too i mean uh what what's the the big one popcorn time i think is a a free one oh okay Um, okay and i'm sure that those are all counted into this as well but you know i think it's all still relevant because you know those are licenses for entertainment that are out there that are potentially only there is overlap between the two i'm not gonna say there isn't um but so all out of all the the entertainment options that are out there right now i mean they're all those licenses are distributed among 130 plus different streaming services and it's constantly <laughs> growing and their library is constantly saying the same right because those are at least 132 plus right now after apple tv plus and disney plus that launched this month <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um okay moving That's on a little funny. bit i guess uh 25 of sports content is viewed online um you know, and that and that's Jeez. super convenient too. You know, going back to the whole convenience thing. You know, if you don't, you don't have cable subscription, you don't have a way of watching. But hey, I really want to watch the uh, World Series, for example. Well, then you just you, there are options to pay for just watching a specific game. You know, right? Like the MLB app or what have you. Like I'm sure they have it. Exactly. So, um. This is a big one. This is a huge one. 73% of U.S. consumers binge watch. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't either. And, I mean, I'm in, I'm in that. I mean, I don't have a ton of time to binge watch. But every once in a while, you know, uh, Saturday afternoon, lazy or lazy Sunday afternoon or whatever, uh, you know what? It's time to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. You know what I mean? And right. So I, I'm like, like, in I wanna, that group of people. Right. I want to know like what the definition of like binge watch would would be. Like, is, is it is it how many episodes you watch, or is it like how many hours? I mean, obviously, binge watch is something where you watch the same show over a period of time. I guess mm-hmm. so. It'd be like, well, I guess I just answered my own question. So, all right, go ahead. <laughs> Never mind. I'm glad no, we thought that all no, out. No, I see what I see. I definitely see what you're saying, though. Like, there is a. Does binge watching mean you watch two consecutive episodes of a show, or does it mean you like watch an entire season in one sitting? Right. You know. Right. Because by no means have I ever watched an entire season in one sitting. Oh, amateur. But I've definitely watched amateur. like above four episodes. Oh. <laughs> Why am I even talking right now about a streaming episode when I don't even stream? Like, do you yeah, even? Do you even stream, do bro? You, <laughs> bro. <laughs> streaming wannabe. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, all right. 
four four out of every five Gen Z and younger millennials get their news on social media. Absolutely. You know, this is I guess I was kind of I was going to kind of cover this in the cons section earlier, um, but we just we kind of moved on a little bit. I don't necessarily see this as a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Internet is fantastic for news and staying up to date on current events. But that being said, I do see a little less awareness of what's going on locally. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because right, you almost have to seek that out more than you would like national news. Right, you know, like national news is always going to be there. Right, exactly. So you know, you don't turn the TV on or turn on the radio to your local stations and see what's going on locally. You know, hey, this or whether it's good or bad doesn't matter. Um, You're looking more at what's going on on the national scale, which I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong, that's important, but. I just looking just from my own experience. I don't I don't know what the heck's going on in the town where I live half the time. Right. You know, more right. so especially now that I don't I don't listen to the radio and I don't I don't listen to live radio and I don't ever watch live TV. Um I just don't I don't see what's going on. Yeah. No, I'm so I don't know if you'd ever had noticed that problem before either, but I just kind of got to thinking about it before we sat down to record today. Right. Well, the only like I'm kind of in a weird spot just because I work at like a le- a local radio oh, station, that's true, you know, yeah. part time. So like I'm literally just writing local news <laughs> three times a week. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I get kind of the, the last on this list of, uh, media kicks bullet points, uh, television only influences 18% of Gen Z's buying decisions. Uh, and this is television in regards to, uh, cable or terrestrial TV. Um, right. Because I got, I guess I have to clarify that because, you know, when I come home and say I'm going to watch TV, it's I'm going to turn on Netflix, Hulu or YouTube. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, 18%, I guess. I mean, it's that it still seems like it's a little bit higher than I would expect. Um, But I don't know. It's definitely not. I'm, I'm sure it's the lowest of of all different different generations. Right. I mean, it's going right. to get to a point where it's, you know, the as seen TV section of Walmart. People are going to be like, "What? What is that? What does that well, mean?" Well, no, it, it'll just be as seen on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's true. As seen <laughs> on your predominant streaming service. Streaming service, like just something completely just vague. So because <laughs> they put it out on on everything. <laughs> I love it. That's a perfect way to end this show. Episode 79, all about streaming. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We both hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, We just wanted to get this episode out for you guys because we love you. You deserve great content and you support us and that's why we're here today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And again, let us know what you think about the show, this episode, what streaming services you watch and the shows that you enjoy. Uh, Give us a line at youngnostalgiapod at gmail.com. You can find us on all your favorite podcasts 
Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. We are out there. Please give us a five-star review if you like what you're hearing. Take a quick 30-second and just say, great shows or you guys do great. Leave us a written review because we would love to read it and give you a shout-out. And it obviously means a lot to both Ben and I to know that we have your support. Um, Anything else, big guy? I think that was a lot of fun. I really like these kind of one-off, weird topic, conversational, like back-to-back kind of episodes. I I do too. Uh, You know, we kind of uh, talked a little bit about before we sat down to do the show, like, oh, let's just crank out something real quick. Um, And just we just got to get something out this week. And, well, yeah, I guess the show prep was slim to none. But... You know, as far as a quick show goes, heck, we're coming up on the 50-minute mark here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about it, but it seems like that always happens. Like, oh, hey, let's just, we just got to get something out. It's, it, no matter how right. short and sweet it is. Well, those seem like we get off, you know, on a tangent and those turn into like our longer episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's always a good time. Yeah. Yep. It's good. Yep. So, we got to keep our streak cool. going. I think we'll be like three weeks in a row, two weeks in a row now. Yep, two weeks in a row, soon to be three weeks. Next week, we'll be talking about a new then and now, but we'll keep uh, we'll keep the topic cold so you guys find out right when you listen to Then and Now, Volume 10. We've made it to double digits of Then and Now, and Ben apparently has a really cool story about one of the individuals that we will be talking about. <laughs> I don't don't hype it up too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just gonna be like, uh, yeah, he played guitar, and that's about it. So anyway, that's your one and only hint. As we always say here on the fabulous, most amazing podcast in the entire world, Young Nostalgia. Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. You guys rock, and we will talk to you next week. 